0: Welcome, everybody, to The Business Podcast, where we answer uh, tough business questions. This is a live recording here on Facebook Live. Um, I'm just sitting here waiting for some people to uh, jump in here. Let me see if I can share this stuff out. I know all this is going to be in the recording. Um, This is a special episode, a special Friday episode, where uh, we will be answering questions about my brand new book sales won't save your business. Uh, I know it's gotten a lot of attention from a lot of different people. Uh, and, and it's, and I think rightfully so I, I like to think so. Um, it, you know, this book has taken me, uh, nearly two years to, to produce. Um, and, uh, Let me see here. I'm just typing up uh, the Q and A. All this Facebook Live stuff. It's hard when you don't when you're the producer and you don't have a producer to be like, ah, just do all this stuff for me. Um, let's see. Let's see. And post. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I, I wanted to record a special episode here on a Friday. I know it's Tuesday when I'm actually recording this on Facebook Live, but, uh, but I wanted to answer a bunch of questions. I wanted to talk about the process of, that I went through with this book, uh, and then if you're listening to this recording as a podcast, uh, I'm going to tack on the first, I think, 15 minutes of the audiobook recording uh, that was done by my man Al Kessel. Uh, so I, uh, let's, let's first start off with how, um, with how, uh, um, I, you know, this, this, this project, this book, uh, definitely took over two years to produce, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen the cover yet, there's the cover, you see, the there's a foreword by uh, Lee Cockrell, who was a former executive vice president to Walt Disney World. Uh, super honored that he would uh, bless this book and and uh, write the foreword for it. And um, you know, it's it took a lot of um a lot of time to to really put together a book that I felt really fit my My style in writing, but also at the same time had enough impact in it for people to uh to want to you know pick it up now one thing that I will say happened I was at a, a dinner um oh hey jessica uh and how you doing today um I was at a dinner with my man uh Joel boggis and his wife and uh pay and and a whole bunch of other people. And somebody was asking me like, oh, so like what, you know, what stuff are you working on? And I was like, oh, I'm working on my brand new book. Sales won't save your business. And at the end of the dinner, somebody that was like on the far side of the table apparently heard it uh, and was like, I have to come and shake your hand because I want want to know more about your book that's coming out. uh, And when will that be out? Because I want to read that book. Heck, even my dermatologist uh like 2 years ago I was talking about this book and she's like I want I want I want I want that book make sure y- you let me know um you let me know when when that book is done uh oh I'm glad to hear that you're doing great Jessica um I'm I'm doing pretty well as uh I'm doing pretty well myself here uh trying Trying to contain all this excitement and uh, anxiousness for for Friday's release of "Sales Won't Save Your Business." Uh, so anyway, I, uh, you know, when I when I tell people the the title, a lot of people they they come to me and like, "Oh, well, what do you mean sales will save your business?" And and I always you know give the same answer. It's like, well, yeah, it, uh, if you're losing money on every sale and you may not even realize that you are, that's not. Well, it's n- not good, <laughs> number one, but, but that's one of the reasons why you're just compounding the problem that you're going to be creating with your, uh, with your business as you, you think that you're scaling, but you're actually losing money on every sale. So that's like the very basic level of uh of of the topic but but what the book actually is about uh is really about relationships and getting a better and building a better relationship for yourself with yourself uh for your, your with your business uh with your team and your offer and your process you know creating those uh those relationships aren't easy um it, you know it, it's built on communication it's built on understanding understanding of the numbers understanding of yourself empowering yourself empowering your team empowering your process so that your your team can uh be empowered through that and and so that your offer and your customers are ultimately empowered to want to continue to buy from you um you know making your your process uh for your purchasing process for them to to make that decision to come to you, making it as simple as possible um so it's like oh it just makes sense that i'm going to spend this money uh with your with your business it it's not a challenge we're not like put like and, and i like to go along with challenges like uh one of the things I always loved was how Um, some stores, some companies didn't care as much about their uh product placement and their their uh what's the word I'm thinking of, uh how they they display their products, right? So a lot of times, what would happen, uh, like you'd go into like a Circuit City and you'd find a lot of like clearance racks or or clearance shelves and it's like everything's just kind of thrown up on there and it's like oh that's but but in a lot of cases it wasn't a clearance rack that was just how they just handled doing things which yay, hey, maybe that's why circuit city ain't uh, one of the reasons it ain't around right now uh and yet best buy continues to to dominate uh the at least the uh tech localized uh tech store space so uh and with that said like more power to them to be brave enough to get rid of cds i mean a lot of cars coming out now don't even necessarily have cd players so um uh, or let alone computers uh, i mean Max haven't had cd rom drives in quite a, a number of years already so uh so i would uh where was i going with all this you when you uh you know, oh, creating that that process for your your customers to to be able to be like, oh, it's just it's an, a simple um, it's a simple choice to go and deal with you. It's a simple choice to just go home and shop there. It's a simple choice to to show up and and uh, be accommodated by. So, uh, so yeah, so having having all the, these two years of people coming in to me and telling me that like, hey, I, I can't wait to read that book. Uh, one of one of the uh, one of the clients I work with. Uh, at the nonprofit, they, uh, they, they were like, "Oh yeah, you have this other book, and you can kind of see it behind me. You know the, the thirty one like changing concepts book. Oh, that's awesome, and the how to dream big book. Like that's awesome." Uh, and then I was like, oh, I was like, oh, well, you know, I got the sales won't say your business book coming. I was like, oh, I want that book. Tell me when. Tell me when that book's done. And then it was still like another year. Uh, that it took to get this book done. And I, you know, I I wanted to talk a little bit about the anxiousness, um, anxiety that came along with um, with this book. I, I wrote about it a little bit in a blog post not too long ago. Uh, about how when y- if you can't be. You can't be disappointed with the results if you don't release something. and But at the same token, like you can be super anxious about the results if you're not getting the results that you're looking for, um, at least right out of the gate. And in my case, uh, I've had a ton of exa- anxiety about this book release. I think um, my, my misstep with this book release was that I think I, I over overstepped what i thought i could accomplish and what i thought i could accomplish was like hey we just had a brand new baby we had um We've made a bunch of changes around the house. For anyone who hasn't noticed, like I have a brand new office now that didn't happen until like two weeks ago. So that was a huge change. Having uh, the baby was was a huge change. It's a huge change for our daughter. It's a huge change for my wife. It's a huge change for our process and how we handle things around the house. And of course, Ava's getting older, so it, she's like more cognizant of things and um, trying to show and teach her things along the way uh, all while trying to balance this idea that like, Hey, yeah, I'm going to come out with this book and it's going to come out about three weeks after our son's born. Um, and now here I am, uh, just days before the, the release of the book. And, uh, I'm, uh, I actually am pretty anxious. Um, about, about whether or not, you know, whether or not the book will be a success, whether, whether or not it'll be, uh, you know, critically, uh, acclaimed and people will receive it the right way. Um, from the initial reactions that I've gotten from some, some, uh, people that have read the book, uh, it's very, 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 very good. Um, again, I, I hope that more people will feel that way. I hope, uh, I hope that it will reflect in the sales of it. I hope it will reflect in how uh, hopefully easier it will be to promote a book uh, that has a, a professional-looking cover versus uh, my first uh, two books, or, well, three books, really. Um, and, and I think, for me you know pouring so much time and effort and money like cuz you know to to have a book that's edited and and have an interior designer that that designs the the interior layout of the book and even to spend money to have the cover made like i designed like i designed the cover myself but um but i didn't go and and make it myself i i actually had to um i got i went through a couple of different artists to get this this end up with this rock, right? This stone, uh, with the embossed lettering on it. And then uh, the, originally, the idea was that I was going to say not, so it will not save your business in the middle. And I was going to spray paint it. And every time I did it, every time I, I, no matter how we made the rock look, no matter how we made the lettering look, no matter how I made the spray paint look, every single time it looked like blood. And I was like, I'm not writing a murder, m- murder mystery. Uh, so it took a lot, a lot of effort to finally find an artist that got me to the rock point, And then I, I decided to go with a stamp instead. And then it took more time to like figure out how I wanted uh, the, the text to be. And ultimately I landed on, you don't need to see the will save part. That's not the important part. The important part is that it won't save and um, leaving some shadow underneath the 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 stamp and and just making it so that it really stands out and thanks jessica i, I really appreciate that. that was a you know trying to come up with what the cover would look like was a really big point of contention for me i i mean obviously i'm a designer i'm not like a graphic artist but uh to to the extent of like photoshopping my own stuff but you know, to me, like I, I'm really particular about how I want things to look and the story that I wanted to tell and, and all of that. And then, um, I think, well, if you look at each of, of my book covers and even my album, you know, adventuratorium, like everything is told through, through the artwork that like how, uh, it's all connected. So in this case, um, you know, I, I think the only thing that didn't come through like I, I kinda wish I had maybe spent a little more time on was um considering the fact that I I consider this more of a roadmap um and a workbook than than say like a book book. Uh the they're not called chapters in this book. Uh they're called pins. So you actually see uh on the back cover of the book, um, there's pins. So I feel like that. I mean, that part of it kind of came a little late in the game, um, and I feel like if I had figured out that part sooner uh, and really considered it sooner, that I would have made maybe a, a a different, a slightly different choice on the cover uh, to maybe make it something maybe more like a like it might still be like a rock but maybe something that's like and like a fork in a road or something and um to go along with the map idea but but really it is it is a map um it, it is a roadmap for for people to be able to uh you know grow their business in in a way that isn't just thinking about sales 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 because sales, it's important but it's but again, if if you're losing money on every sale and you might not even realize that you, that you are, um, then you're, or leaving ta- you know, money on the ta- table, on the money, money on the table, every time you make a sale, that's, uh, that's where this book comes in to, to help you refine that process and refine those relationships and really build up those relationships. Um, you know, I do want to take a, a moment and talk about, uh, you know, Lee and, and the fact that he was, um, so willing to, to put his, you know, put his name to the book, I, you know, I, means an awful lot to me. Lee, uh, he, uh, you know he helped make my childhood magical uh for anyone who doesn't know he was the v- former executive vice president of Walt Disney World of uh and it, it, specifically in operations for a decade during the time in which I was growing up and I was going to Disney World uh a lot like every uh co- you know year to two years so so for me like that it it, mean, it means so much that like somebody that um not only you know, help make my childhood magical, but, but he's talking about the same things that I talk about, right? Like the, the operations, the processes, the, um, how all of that stuff is, is interactive, uh, interacting together to make a, a seamless magical experience for, for clients and for, and not just for clients and customers, but for your team as well. And that, uh, you know, I think that's super, super, super important. So, um, so yeah, so I, I I really appreciate the fact that he took the time to to write a uh, a foreword for the book. Uh what else did I want to talk about? I wanted to talk about um Yeah, so to go along with the anxiety part that, that about this book coming out and uh, you know, I think I think if I wasn't so anxious to get it out, I, I probably would have waited a lot longer for it to actually come out, even though the book has been, had been completed. Um, you know, the time, like I was saying, with the time of everything changing here in our lives and, and ha- so much going on at once, um, I think I would have taken more time to to prep the uh, launch of it, right? Doing more, uh doing more content doing more interviews all before the the book actually launched and and I feel like I kinda shortened um and cheapened not cheapened the you know uh i didn't i didn't give it enough time to fully bake out the the full process of 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 like the hype of of the book um but part of that is like okay so I was last, so last night I was I was sitting there and I was thinking to myself like you know maybe I should just hold, I should like hit the button and push the 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 launch date back as quick as, as far back as I can like I think the farthest I could go back was like April 1st. So I was like okay, well let's do Friday March 29th or whatever it is. And and I I was like really close to pushing the button to do that. Like really 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 close, especially since um the audiobook is actually not available yet. It's uh it's being approved right now. So it will take a little bit of time um it'll probably come out just like a handful of days after the book gets released which is kind of cool cuz now i have something to you know promote after the fact as well um about the book but i um you know i i i i was really close to pushing that button to push it back and and i thought about it and i was like i don't know that a month is really enough time either Um, the reason being is right now I'm able to get so little done. Um, it's kind of, um, depressing actually, uh, how little I'm able to accomplish. Um, so I'm, I'm actually thankful to be, to even be able to take the time to do this, uh, right here, this, this recording right here, right now in this Facebook live. But, um, and, and anyone that's had kids, I mean, you, you, you'll know, like, you know, like if you're trying to, to, to do any kind of anything that's even remotely close to what we're trying to accomplish here, you'll know that, um, it's, it's not, it's not the easiest. And I should have known, like it was, I think it was easier, uh, with Ava cause we only have one kid and we were able to, you know, pass her back and forth and, and it was a lot less work, but now with Ava, it's, you know, she's just about two. So, um, so I'm thinking to myself like okay, I could push it back. That'll give that'll buy me about 4 weeks. And then I started thinking like okay, what can I really accomplish in those 4 weeks leading up to it that's going to drastically change the game, right? Um if it, if I could have pushed it back another 3 months, I I probably would have. Um I probably would have done it because at 3 months out uh, I could, I could probably get everything done that I have up in my head to, to make it all work, um, in the, with the pre-order side of things, but Hey, you know, that's part of, of slowing down and, and even thinking like, okay, you know, what is this really going to do? Or am I really just delaying the inevitable? Cause that's, that's really what it came down to me for. was like, okay, maybe I'm just delaying the inevitable. It's like, okay this is this is gonna um not come out for a month um everybody who preordered it is going to be disappointed that they're gonna have to wait upwards of another month now I to counter that I could send them digital copies like that's not it's not the end of the world but at, th- at that point, I'm creating more work putting myself even further behind the eight ball and again, I'm still at a four week process of like this has to this is gonna come out in four weeks regardless if I want it to or not um it's it's go time so. So yeah, so it, it, it at that point I was like, okay, I I think I think I need to just move forward with this. I think it needs to just come out, and and I'll and I'll figure it out once we once we get it out. And um, you know, lesson learned for next time that uh, I I can't uh, I or I shouldn't try to bank it around a a major event like having a kid, moving an office, blah 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 blah. Um. And, and you know what, that's okay. Because again, I think the book is, is good enough to stand on its own. I think the book is good enough that once it's out and we start getting some reviews and some more feedback, uh, my anxiety about it finally coming out will be, will be, uh, relieved. That's, that's the hope. Um, as far as, uh, other things, other thoughts about the book, um, you know, I, I, I I'm really, th- uh, I'm also really thankful. Not, not just uh, for for some of the other people that helped with the book. Um, you know, my editor was recommended to me by Je- Dr. Jeff Barnes. Like, he was awesome. Tyler, uh, Tyler, the editor was was wonderful. He he gave me uh, insight about things that I didn't know because um, I don't, uh, admittedly, read a lot of books. Um, actually, I read very, very few. Um, so he was able to give me a ton of insight throughout the editing process for things that I didn't know or wouldn't have known. And, and he even like pointed out things where he's like, look, I've edited like tons of these business books. I've edited tons of these, uh, self-help books. And he's like, you're, you're talking about things that I've never seen before. And I'm like, oh, wow, that feels pretty good to hear. Um, I, and I, and my thought, my initial thought is like, oh, well, I wonder if it's because, you know, I'm not reading other people's books and then regurgitating the same thing that they were saying in those other books. I, I, I don't know, so maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. Uh, but I think to me that was a pretty big ringing endorsement. Um, to to hear that that there's things in my book that uh, are very different from things that he's read in in hundreds of other books. So we'll see if other people feel the same way. Maybe there's a reason why people stray away from the things I said. I've said in this book. Uh, hopefully, that's not the case. But, um, but like I said, the, the the initial feedback I've gotten has been very positive. So yeah. So if you're watching um, f- on Facebook Live, I would love if you could write in the comments any questions that you have about writing. Uh, you know, reading, um, reading about the book or about even necessarily writing y- your own book. Like, what are you know what kind of stuff are you're going through? Uh, I'm now going to be a four time author which is pretty cool um, never really thought that that was going to be a thing but uh, if you're watching this on Facebook live yeah definitely drop a comment in the uh, comments there to um, to have me answer your questions about writing a book or, or even the process of like going and thinking about like what what is my book going to be about what can I write so much about that it could fill like Enough pages to be considered a book <coughs> that part I think uh you know i to, to to give you a little insight about where I'm headed next and it's like well you know i I have definitely given a lot of thought uh quite a bit of thought on what my next book is going to be because there was some some anxiety there about like well, I wrote this book, it includes a ton of stuff um in a lot of different ways what book would I write next? And and I think I know what book I think I know what the book's gonna be about. I just don't know what it's gonna be called. Like I already registered a domain name. For anyone who knows, I, I register a lot of domain names. Um but I I think I know what it's gonna be called and I think I know what it's gonna be about. Um but I don't know. Like I gotta I we gotta get through this one first. Um some of the ways that I'm gonna be promoting it going forward is, uh, I'm going to be putting together, um, live workshops, early morning workshops, like 7am workshops, uh, at some hotels and basically working to get people, uh, out to these events to, uh, to learn something about, you know, some in-depth topics, one, one to three different in-depth topics over the course of like a 40 minute period, uh, hopefully sell some books, hopefully, uh, you know, some of these business owners I can get to come out, uh, will be interested in in uh working with me and and that's that's the goal um and and I will say this like the the goal for the book you know wasn't really just for people to 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 reach out and and hire me because the book is really meant for not just business owners and entrepreneurs but um you know managers salespeople and aspiring leaders so it's i don't really expect you know, those other people to necessarily hire me, maybe they would, uh, you know, on more of a, um, a professional career level, um, then, then like to better their business because it might not necessarily be their business. So, uh, so when I, when I wrote the book, I wanted to make sure that, um, it wasn't all about like, let me give you just enough. And then you'll have to hire me to find out the rest. It's, it's really just the, like, Pretty much everything. Uh, Jessica has a question. Let me see here. How do you organize your thoughts and tips into a useful guide that stays on topic and isn't a whole cluster of everything? Uh, So the the best way uh, is that I that's worked for me for every book and why I've written um, so many books so quickly, with the exception of this book. Um, and I'm kind of glad that this book took so long because it, I was able to flesh out a lot of things that um, while I was kind of um, writing into the um, outline, right? So the, the outline is the answer. Uh, when you're writing the outline, just uh, break it down by topics and then it makes it a lot easier to read and it makes it a lot easier to um, see from like a high level. So, So my outline is probably a lot more in depth than most people's outlines. Like a lot of people would outline be like a couple words per bullet point um, and sub-bullet points. Uh, my When I write mine, they're like sentences and like paragraphs. They're not um, – they're very, very in detailed. In fact, they're so detailed that at one point back in like August, I think it was, I was even considering – because be, my problem is I, I'm a slow reader, so it's easier for me. It's easy for me to write. It's very painful for me to go back and read what I wrote to try to edit it down and and make sure it's cohesive. Um, with that said, I actually was looking at possibly getting a ghostwriter to just f- finish the book. Like the the outline was so done. I had already written like the first ten, fifteen pages or whatever, and I was like, look, the outline's there turns out that even though i wrote so much in that outline it actually was a blessing in disguise that that person wound up um not being able to write it and me deciding you know i i think i'll just save the money and do this myself because there ended up being a lot a lot of things a lot of little details that i didn't realize and didn't come out of me until i was trying to take those sentences and paragraphs and flush them out into a book so i i think that um it's really important that you you outline as much as possible uh you know in as in depth as you possibly can because you're, you're trying to create basically like a bible for the book right like if you were writing a fictional story you would write the the bible with the cast and the characters and like everything like you know everything about every character like their history and everything so so in this case you want to do that with your chapters now um my chapters weren't necessarily in order when I was doing the outline because I, I didn't see it at the time, but I was I was just trying to plug things in where they made sense at the you know, in the beginning. Um I I think that's that, you know, having that strong outline, that's that to me is the the um the most the best thing that you can do especially if you're like me and a slow reader cuz i can flip through that that outline so much quicker than if i just started writing the book outright um i i would not recommend that and and sometimes it makes it you you might want to feel like you should but like i said putting in that outline just makes it so much easier to to just like clip things out and then and then here's another thing so not only did i have the outline with, like, okay, there's this sec- this topic and this topic, this topic, this topic, and all the subcategories and stuff like that, um, there is uh, – there was actually, like, a second section that I did where there's a whole different um, set of, like, quotes and things that, uh, that I was trying to inject into the book. And what I ended up doing was um, as I was going through and writing the book – I would actually um, bold all of the text that I used so I wouldn't get confused and go back and be like, oh, did I use that text? Did I not use that text? So it's basically like crossing it out as you go through and use it, um, which makes it a lot, lot easier, again, to keep on track of what you've used, what you haven't used. And then to have that section where like I was writing things um, from one section, I'm like, this makes sense, but I think I want to use it somewhere else in the book, let me go and take that out and put it somewhere else or put it in like the, the miscellaneous pile of like quotes and things that I just don't know where it's going to go yet. And there was a lot of things in that, in that pile that it wound up not making it uh, into the book, at least not directly. Maybe, maybe it did. Um, maybe a few of them did, but indirectly. So not on purpose. It just kind of ended up being that way. Um, so, so yeah, so I hope that answers your your question Jessica about uh how to how to do it and then keep on top of it and and keep working at it to uh to grind it out to get to what you're looking for, you know. And again, it all starts with like having a topic that you really uh feel passionate about that you could talk about a lot. Um and you're very welcome, Jessica. Uh so for anyone that doesn't know, Jessica works with uh with Eric Uh, uh, oh man. Uh, Eric, Eric, Eric Thomas, um, who was on the show, uh, way, 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 way back when, um, I'm trying to pull it up now discreetly as I can. Yeah, he was, Eric Thomas was back on the, was on the show. Um, wow. Okay. So this is not, helping me Ah, here we go it was back in May, May 24 2016 he appeared on uh, on the show episode 231 uh, so it's been it's been a little while it's getting up almost two years two years ago uh, it's hard for me to believe that it's been almost two years since since Eric been uh, super inspirational story and you should totally go check it out uh, on at uh, the business uh, dot tv or the business dot tv um anyway uh what else did i want to bring up uh anxiety and all that stuff um is he still the so jessica asked is he still the longest podcast episode that is a wonderful question i yeah i don't know if he is uh let me see, I forget, I know he was one of the, if not the longest at the time, uh, I, th- I don't think it's been top since, because I think it was something like, so wait, his his episode is only 54 minutes long, which seems kind of short. huh uh fifty no he he is not fifty four minutes is not i thought it was a heck of a lot longer than that like an hour and fifty four minutes um there's been a couple of episodes there's been a handful of episodes that were like an hour and a half one of' them, one episode of the show is like i wanna say it's close to two hours long uh let me see. And it was, it was only two hours long because we did a, a live, sh- yeah, I know Je- Jessica's apologizing for getting me off topic. that That's okay. It's, it happens. Um, one of the episodes that I did had, was like an hour and a half. And then we were doing, um, this was like back when Ava was young and, and, and my boy Matt would come over, uh, on Mondays. And we would do a a pre-show where we would talk about business topics and stuff. And I think our business top our pre-show ended up being like an hour and a half or something like that. So I'm I'm scrolling through here. I have an episode that was an hour and thirty eight minutes, an hour and twenty minutes. Here you go. Uh, Dave Jackson's episode is two hundred and ten minutes or two hours and ten minutes. That might have been one of them. And then here's another one. It's an hour and fifty minutes, hour and forty minutes. Man, we did. Me and Matt would talk for a long time because I don't think some of these episodes were that necessarily that long. We just added a lot of time in front of them. Uh, well, this might be the longest episode ever, sing- like without a pre show or anything like that, might be uh, Paul Cugliani, uh episode one. Uh, it's not episode 177, but it was back March 25th, March 30th, 2015. Yeah. So it, we've had, I've had some really long episodes and, and I've always got like, I know uh, my good friend, Pam is always like, Oh, you know, I, I want your show to be longer. Like, cause my, my drive is like 40 minutes and, and your show is like shorter. And um, yeah. So I, and, and going forward, I might be able to, to do these longer episodes because of the fact uh, that we will be, um, you know, I'm changing up the show and the the series, the different series. So it's not just interviews, but it's, it's interviews. It's, uh, business owners, anonymous, it's, uh, question Q and a, uh, episodes where I'll probably do something similar to this, where I'm doing a Facebook live and doing Q and a, um, where I already have some questions and I'll take questions from the, from the audience. And then, um, the, also the, the interview episode. So there's, there's a lot there uh that i'm i'm trying to incorporate into the show and and into these series uh to to give the most that i possibly can to business owners uh and managers and and just everybody who's who's interested in talking about businesses or as interested in talking about it as i am um that's that's for certain uh as far as uh i think the only other thing i i wanted to bring up and i i I think I touched on it earlier about doing these live workshops. Um, I'm going to start renting out, uh, like a hotel conference rooms and I want to do these live. Uh, Oh, Jessica got me on stitcher. Yeah. So I am on stitcher. Uh, I don't think I have many listeners over on stitcher. So you're one of the few, uh, but definitely one of the proud apparently. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna So one of the ways that we're going to promote the book is, is doing these live events at uh hotel, uh, venues and, and inviting these business owners in for an early morning workshop, like 7am. Um, it's like seven to like 8:30 at the latest. And, um, really th- going deep on like one to three topics. And, and I'm really excited, uh, you know, to do that. And, and, and here's why. Right. So, so for me, uh, one thing that I've, I don't want to say struggled with, but basically struggled, uh, is, is with like mass marketing messages and things of that nature. And where I've really excelled is doing live events, um, you know, bringing people together, uh, talking to small groups and things of that nature. And and that's why I think it's, it's really important that if you're trying to, to have a business or you're trying to, to, you know, or you're running your business, that you find that, that niche of where you fit in, you know, in your best skill set, and, and run with that. Cause I, I really feel, um, a heck of a lot more common. Like if you were like, oh, the only way you can promote your book is not by speaking, um, it's only through mass marketing, like ads and things of that nature. Yeah, I can do it. Uh, I don't feel the most confident about it, and I also don't feel the happiest about it. Like I, I, I'm most happy when I'm around people, meeting people, helping people, um, and and connecting those dots for people. So, uh, so I'm really looking forward to these to these really to these events, um, and hopefully, uh, they will be, uh, very positive and and lucrative for the for the business so so we'll see um i i plan on tracking some of that that progress through through the show and through youtube and if you're not subscribed on youtube go to um youtube.com slash super joe pardo and and hit that subscribe button uh and and go watch some of the the business lesson videos and things of that nature anyway uh i think that pretty much wraps up for this special episode i'm getting some really bad uh heartburn slash indigestion. Part of that anxiety, I guess. Uh <clears throat> so this that pretty much wraps up this uh this episode of uh I almost said this episode of Sales Won't Save Your Business. Uh this episode of <laughs> the show could be called that <coughs> uh, excuse me uh of uh the business podcast And well actually it doesn't wrap up this episode because if you're if you're listening to the podcast episode, uh I'm going to add the first like fifteen minutes of the audiobook version uh narrated by my good friend uh Al Kessel, who does the outro for this show. Every episode, uh going back to the very first episode of of this platform. So uh, settle in, uh, and, and listen, uh, you can listen to 15 minutes of the beginning of the book. Hopefully the audiobook will be available in like a week or so. Um, that's the hope. If not, if you haven't pre-ordered the book, go to saleswont.com and go pre-order the book. I, I really appreciate, uh, the support. I want to get this book into the Amazon top 100 and in, into so many people's hands, uh, to help them basically either build their business or help build their management skills, Um, you know what I? You know, speaking of management skills, so I'm at. Well, I don't want to say the the name of the place necessarily, but I was at a place ordering food, uh, at the counter, and the manager walks up to the person that that was taking my order and starts like not barking orders, but like distracting them from me, my order being taken. And I not only did I think it was kind of rude, uh, I could also tell that it really peeved the person that was taking my order because they were like, now their concentration was broken and they had to take a second after the fact, you know, more than a second, to to accommodate my order um, and, and think through the last like two things that I said. So uh, at that point, I wanted to like, I don't want to say throw the book, but I wanted to to pass the book along. Unfortunately, I didn't have one on me to be like, you know, there's a better way of doing this than trying to, uh, give commands to your employee in front of other people. Like, come on. I think I know it's busy, but it's, but that person had to take care of not only me, but the person behind me. So, yeah. So things like that really frustrate me, uh, you know, not just from a business standpoint, but from a human standpoint. And I wish, uh, I, I wish that that person would take a minute to, uh, to reflect and, and see that, um, what they did was slow me down, which I was actually in a hurry at the time, uh, to eat my lunch and go. That's why I chose the place that I went to, to be fast. Uh, and, and it was slower than I would have liked it to be, be, you know, just a little, made a little bit slower because of that. So anyway, this has been. If you're watching this on Facebook Live, uh, this has been an episode of the Business Podcast featuring me, Super Joe Pardo, and uh, if you're listening to the actual podcast recording, you can stay tuned for 15 minutes of sweet, sweet Al Kessel's voice. And uh, this, if you're watching this on Facebook Live, uh, it'll be th- this episode will be out, so you can listen to that audio on Friday at 8 a.m. Also, uh if you've enjoyed this episode of the Business Podcast, please, please, please uh feel free to share it with someone that will get something out of it uh and go from there. If you wanna leave a rating and review on iTunes, that'd be awesome. Hit that subscribe button if it's wherever you're watching this or listening to it. And uh have an awesome weekend. I hope we have a great launch weekend for Sales Won't Save Your Business.
1: To Dominic and Joseph acknowledgments. No book is written alone. I would like to thank my wife, Melissa Pardo, and daughter, Ava Pardo, for their love and support. I would also like to thank Lee Cockrell for his inspiration for this book, his foreword, his support, and his helping to make my childhood magical. Forward by Lee Cockrell. I am happy to recommend Joe Pardo's book, Sales Won't Save Your Business. That's the perfect title. Of course, we need sales to stay in business, but it's not the sales that matter so much it's how you get those sales and how you keep them coming in and growing year after year that really matters. In my opinion, quality always wins out. To be an excellent organization, you have to do everything right. In an excellent organization like Disney World, everything matters from the quality of the people we hire to intense training, testing, and enforcement, culminating in creating an environment and culture where everybody wakes up in the morning excited to come to work and the place where everybody matters and knows it. Do these things and you will trample the competition. Joe has written the perfect recipe for creating the perfect product every time. Study this book including answering the questions at the end of each chapter, and you will begin the journey to world-class excellence. Just remember to hire them right, train them right, and treat them right, and customers will flock to your doors. It's never too late to get better. Lee Cockrell is the retired Executive Vice President, Walt Disney World Resort, and best-selling author of Creating Magic, 10 Common Sense Leadership Strategies from a Life at Disney. The Customer Rules, The 39 Essential Rules for Delivering Sensational Customer Service, Time Management Magic, How to Get More Done Every Day, and Career Magic, How to Stay on Track to Achieve a Stellar Career. Lee also produces a weekly 15-minute podcast on leadership, management, and customer service titled Creating Disney Magic. Before joining Disney in 1990 to open Disneyland Paris, Lee spent time in the U.S. Army, eight years with Hilton Hotels, and 17 years with Marriott International. Lee currently has a consulting, seminar, and public speaking company. For more about Lee, go to his website, www.leecockrell.com. Introduction Can you cut to the... Let's cut right to the chase. Sales are very important to every organization, but they will not save your business. Even at the most basic level, if you're losing money or breaking even on every sale, then you're building yourself a Titanic. Processes and relationships, however, will not only save your business, but put you on the path to accelerated growth. Sales are the lifeblood of business but having more sales will not solve the issues that come along with growth. Plenty of excuses can be made for why a business is not reaching its full potential or even failing. If you're stuck in a sales cycle of selling unprofitable goods or services, you may have difficulty digging yourself out of that hole. However, refining your processes to reduce your costs can help you continue selling those low-profit goods and services while making a profit. That said, changing your sales cycle will become more complex when you start looking at low-profit offerings as lost leaders for the business. But don't worry. You're looking for answers to these problems, which is why you've picked up this book. Sales Won't Save Your Business is written for every business owner, manager, supervisor, and team leader who has ever felt stressed out and frustrated because of his or her business. Sales are not everything when it comes to business growth and success. As with people, businesses need to grow in more ways than one. In these pages, we're going to focus on the top, team, offer, and process. Each of those three items will be the focus of one part of this book. Overall, by focusing your attention on these three areas, you will learn to... 1. Identify what is truly important to you. 2. Understand and use your numbers for accelerated growth. 3. Plus up your current offering. 4. Improve your inventory management. 5. Better handle perception management. 6. Create a consistent experience. 7. Integrate technology. 8. Create predictable processes. 9. Balance sales. 10. Implement scheduling. 11. Define your vision for success. Before you listen further, I want you to think about the following questions. Take a few minutes and write down your answers to them on a piece of paper. Why did you start your business? What do you love about your business? What is the biggest stress generator in your business? Finally, I want you to understand that this book is designed to be as concise as possible. I write books for people like me who don't like to read books. That's why this book is straight to the point, with large font, short specific chapters, and no filler text. I wipe away the limitations that hold people like me back from reading books in the first place. Speaking of chapters, you may have noticed each chapter is titled Pin. I want you to think of this book as your roadmap to success. Each pin represents a destination on that roadmap where you can fuel up on wisdom you need to reach success. At the conclusion of each pin, you'll find a few questions. The questions are designed to give you time to reflect on what you've learned. The first question allows you to give yourself a 1 to 10 rating on how well you feel you're doing in a particular area. The second and sometimes third question enables you to think about what an ideal situation looks like to you. The final question is meant for you to take action and report back on your findings. This means you'll need to check your ego at the door in order to get the most helpful answers from yourself and your team. The goal is for you to discover things you didn't realize about others a particular situation, and yourself. Afterwards, I invite you to post the PIN numbers, questions, and your answers to social media with the hashtag SalesWon'tSave so everyone can learn from one another. I want you to be able to read and learn, and then get out there and start implementing the lessons into your business. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Then let's begin. PIN 1 How do I empower myself? You cannot take care of others around you effectively if you do not lead by example and take care of yourself first. Similar to the emergency oxygen masks on airplanes, you need to put your mask on first before helping others. Having better self-care will lead to a happier and more productive you. Obtaining a clearer mind will lead to a better vision for your business. Some of the biggest aspects of self-care that people neglect are sleep, maintaining relationships, and making time. When it comes to sleep, are you getting enough? Being trapped in an endless cycle of not getting enough sleep has plenty of side effects. Reduced concentration and reduced immune system are two big results from sleep loss that I've seen business owners fall victim to all too often. You must be awake alert, and present to be able to make the best decisions for you and your business. Getting sick because of a weakened immune system is only going to reduce your time and effectiveness when working on and in your business. I use a sleep calculator and alarm to make sure I'm getting optimal amounts of sleep. Your body goes through sleep cycles that take 90 minutes to complete. When you wake up in the middle of a sleep cycle, then you wake up more tired than when you went to sleep. Obviously, many factors decide whether we can sleep right up to the end of a sleep cycle. You can get an app on your smartphone that'll help you calculate the proper time to go to bed and wake up. Make the extra effort to ensure you're going to sleep as early as possible so you can wake up earlier. You'll be amazed by how much you can accomplish when you wake up at the end of a sleep cycle and jump right into work. If I go to bed about 9.30 p.m. and take about 14 minutes to fall asleep, I'm able to wake up at 3.44 a.m. after 6 hours of sleep, 4 complete cycles, at 5.14 a.m. after 7.5 hours of sleep, 5 complete cycles, or 6.44 a.m. after 9 hours of sleep, 6 complete cycles. I understand that going to bed earlier can be tough to do at first, but just like with anything, practice makes perfect. You need to be intentional with your time and get the most out of every minute. Maintaining personal relationships is key in making sure you have a balanced life. The range goes from spending time with family and friends to evaluating current relationships. To have a healthy balance of work and social interaction, you need to cut out the toxic relationships. Relationships that result in a constant drain on your time or resources need to be discontinued. Finding the give and take within a relationship is the key to helping you achieve balance in your social life and, more importantly, your time. 24 hours is the gift we receive every single morning. Every person on this planet receives the same number of hours. You need to make sure you're using every minute to its fullest potential. We all have a limited amount of time, so if we squander too many seconds, minutes, hours, days weeks, months, years, or decades, we will not achieve what we're in this life to do. This is not about hustling all the time, but more importantly, constantly evaluating how you're spending your time because it's the most valuable and most limited resource you have. Making time for self-care is often incredibly neglected by business owners and managers. This neglect can happen especially when you get the feeling that if you're not working, You're not making money or being productive. In the business's beginning stages, that will almost always be true. But as your business grows, you need to remember that you need to grow too. Become intentional about setting aside time for family, friends, self-reflection, hobbies, recovering, relaxing, daydreaming, doctor visits, and more. Super Joe says...
0: Hey everyone, I'm Super Joe Pardo, and what I always say is build your business for your lifestyle, not your lifestyle for your business.
1: Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Business Podcast featuring Super Joe Pardo. Get more business content at superjoepardo.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on The Business Podcast, send an email to joe at superjoepardo.com. The business podcast is copyrighted to 234 Solutions, LLC.